0: Hello and welcome to another edition of the Mac and Full Show. My name's Carl Mann and we're here once again to talk about all Apple-related things and technology and whatnot and what have you. This week, again, I am joined by the wonderful Alan Vickers. How are you, sir?
1: Yeah, I'm very well, thank you, Carl. Yeah, glad to be here. Been up to much? Well, this week, one of my New Year's resolutions was to catch up again with my paperless lifestyle that I've uh, not really been following for about six months. So I've got a massive box file of uh, documentation and I've been just feeding it through my um, ScanSnap sna- uh, scanner. And, what, you've got to say, shredder. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Straight afterwards, the shredder. So there's like a little uh, sort of production line I've got going. So I'm nearly there. I'm nearly there. But it's taken an awful lot of catch up. Okay. And I've also been listening a lot to... Apple Music, because I finally succumbed. I finally caved in after over a year of resisting. They got you. Yeah. yeah, they got me in the end. And I must say, I'm really enjoying it. I'm really enjoying it a lot.
0: It, it, it does... See, so I, I, there's no wrong thing. I, I used to be on Spotify, and I, I love Spotify because it was the first one out there, and uh, it was available to all of us, and it showed me that I never want to buy a CD again. I'll just mm-hmm. buy a subscription. Uh, but, you know, I've got nothing against Spotify, and I love the fact that they were there. But as soon as Apple Music comes along, it's default. So I'm just going to yeah. jump ship. I've got
1: no loyalty to... <laughs> i still can't kick the the psychology of not owning the music though so like when i go to a a record shop or in my case more typically a a charity shop and look through the cd racks it's so hard not to buy them anyway (laughs) i think i don't need to anymore they're they're all available to me for free
0: that's right that's right oh it's amazing Will. world we live in also joining us this week first time this year and he's been away for a while
2: but now he's back don McAllister, how are you sir Hello there. I'm very well, thank you, and thanks for inviting me. It has been a while. It has been yes. a long time, yeah, yeah. I lost your address
0: on my Facebook thing. You just vanished. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, well, I'm blocked, been, I blocked. I think was the hid- word. Haven't been hiding. <laughs> now, what have you been up to, sir?
2: Oh, the usual stuff. Um, mind you, it's been a bit busy for the past couple of weeks because I was supposed to be going on holiday on Monday. Um, I had a nice little some winter sun arranged for myself and my wife and get a bit of relaxation. But unfortunately, I booked it back in November and I booked a, a package to The Gambia and... Uh, <laughs> As of yesterday, they've gone on um, a 90-day uh, emergency status or whatever. So they're, they're having a few problems over there. So unfortunately, um, the, the holiday was cancelled yesterday. So I've got two weeks' free time now to do lots of more podcasting and screencasting and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful.
0: Actually, I did I, I did just watch your latest uh, screencast online, the EarPods. AirPods. Oh, yeah.
2: See
1: the EarPods. That's uh,
0: yeah it was, a, it was a good show, and we got to see your ears. I know. I know. Oh, my ear. Just the one, <laughs> just the one. I see. actually, I thought as I started watching it, I thought, well, "How's he going to? How's he going to demo this? Because it's not as if we can plug it into. He's
2: not going to hold it up to the microphone and things like that." Yeah, it was really difficult to do um, because I couldn't capture the beeps and stuff. You know, when because there's lots of audio feedback when you're you're doing different things. But um, with some smoke and mirrors, uh, I sort of tried to do a fair representation of what it sort of is like, except for the beeps. So, uh, yeah, it's impossible to actually record the the AirPods, but uh, with some some intense post production, I was able to simulate it. So it gives people a good idea of what it's actually like when you're using it. They're great, actually. I really enjoy the AirPods. They're, they're fantastic.
0: Yeah, Wonderful I thought, I thought your show that episode was like the best review of AirPods that I'd seen so far.
2: Yeah, I always get it's a bit most- worried because they've been out for a while. And, um, of course, on the, the day that released, you see lots of people, you know, unboxing them and showing them and whatever. But what I'd like to do is just leave it for, you know, two or three weeks at least. Actually play with them and get used to them. Um, and, you know, then then do the show. So I always feel... It's a little bit late to the party, but hopefully, when I do sort of, you know, do the tutorial on on new stuff, uh, it's got some added value because I've actually had time to to use it in a day to day environment. So, I
1: was worried about the the loss of. Um controls uh, when using airpods you know to be able to skip stuff with in yes. the middle of a podcast and stuff so i've been practicing with um using my apple watch even with my normal uh, wired headphones because you mm-hmm. can still use that that control on your watch to, yes. instead of uh, you know just the little thing halfway down your chest and it's it's not too bad i must admit so i'm now tempted by airpods whereas previously i thought that would make it a no-go
2: yeah, it is, and I, I mentioned that on the show that that was a slight downside in that there's no physical controls uh, other than the double tap. I mean, I'm sure they will bring some additional touch gestures or you know, even swipe gestures on that that antenna on future releases, or hmm. you know, possibly even with firmware updates. But um, yeah, you know, a couple of weeks before or a couple of months before, because they got delayed, I actually bought um, some third party earbuds just to try them out because I was fascinated to see how, you know, Bluetooth and, you know, how truly wireless ear- earbuds would would work. And I, I, I was tearing my hair out with them. They were awful. They were terrible. They were really hard to work out how to use. They had buttons on that you had to press. And it's not nice sort of pressing buttons on things that are in your ears. <laughs> it's, yeah. You know, so um, I think Apple have sort of knocked it out of the park with the way they've made them so easy to use. But uh, I do I do agree. They need to have a bit more local control so that, um, yeah. you know, you, you can you can – do Some perhaps uh, different touch gestures, etc., on them.
1: That's a you nice setup. So- they produced, isn't it? You see the, the adverts that people uh, produced this week? Oh, yes. Dancing. Yeah, they're dancing yes. ones. Yeah, they're good, aren't they? I think they're all good.
2: Well, well yeah, I mean,
0: yeah they are, I mean, they're all like. It's, so basically, it's a guy walking down the street, he puts these earbuds in and he starts dancing and then he goes up on the sides of walls and yeah. things like this and up on the sides of cars. So it's very um, interpretive, shall we say. I don't know. But uh, yeah, I, the thing is, whenever I do that down the
2: street, I just get funny looks. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, because he's dad like dancing they... isn't it
2: yeah you notice though that the ear pods don't fall out though do they even when he's upside down you know they stay in his ears yeah that's so. a
0: bit I'm of... not sure about that <laughs> <laughs> they've only fallen out when, when i've gone to tie my shoelace they've fallen out
1: of my ear that's... really oh i've not that's had any time. problem with like that at all they seem oh. to have sorted out the supply now don't they because my local um, apple reseller the official apple reseller had a pack of about five of them on the shelf just to buy just walking yeah. and buy
0: but you weren't tempted,
1: not yet. No, now one hundred and sixty quid, isn't it, or something? So they yeah, are a bit steep. That's the honestly.
0: thing; they are expensive. It. If they can get that price down, I think they're going to have a big hit on their head. Someone else, I've read somewhere that um, uh, they're not selling as well as as they're making out because they've only they've impacted on their beats sales mainly. And I was thinking, what? How could that possibly be? I mean, because like, if you want to buy beats headphones, it's like completely different. Um, physical thing to to want in Air, but AirPods, then they're just not the same. I don't mm. think. I don't think this, the, the the crossover is 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 that big between those two markets. I'm not sure. I could be wrong because I'm old. Well,
2: same here. So you know, I can't really comment on that. But- <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'd never buy Beats headphones, but I, I went out straight away and bought the AirPods. So yeah, I don't know what that says.
2: Well, there are some. There are some wireless Beats, aren't there? There are. It's not all just the big sort of can headphones. I think there are some sports headphones and some wireless ones as well that Beats have. So, but again, I've not really investigated them to be honest. So, but I, I, I think. I, th- I think they're a very significant product, though. Going forward, um, it's just like the second wearables that they've they've introduced. And um, I read, I think I read somewhere that there's as much uh, as many chips or system on chips in the the uh, AirPods than there are in the iPhone when the first iPhone came out. You know, so yeah. sort of circuitry built into that. You think, goodness me, the miniaturisation that they're having to go through to get to these small devices. You know, I'm sure it's the 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 path they're on really to produce even smaller things even more wearable devices and
1: yeah, yeah it
0: is good it's good all right then let's turn our attention shall we to some of the news of the week well first up price increases <laughs> apple is updating the cost of apps on some of its global marketplaces uh, to take into account recent exchange rates and taxation policy changes with customers in india turkey russia and the good old uk seen price increases the increase will appear for us in the UK, at least, to put us on a pound for dollar footing, but that's not really the case because we have to add VAT into uh, into our prices as well. So, formerly a seventy nine p app will now cost ninety nine p. A one forty nine would cost one ninety nine. The uh, the increase is unfortunately probably going to count in come across to the itunes store at some point as well and that's a pain because i enjoy my 4.99 movies or 3.99 movies um the increases are due to roll out over the coming week uh now obviously this is because our pound is pretty down week at the moment obviously following brexit and the big upset uh in the financial markets and stuff like this but uh it's not the first time they've increased their prices have they ever put their prices down I, i can never I never remember them ever putting Do their think prices back put down. Them
1: again. Down? No, I don't think so. Oh. Can't remember. It's like the energy suppliers, isn't it? They're very, very quick to track it upwards, <laughs> right. and ever so slow to track it downwards, if ever. Like a ratchet. Well, it did take a while with these.
0: I thought this was going to happen much sooner, actually, mm. because we had the price increase when the new MacBook Pro came out. Yeah, and we seemed seemed to have an extra twenty percent on it, and uh, but. Uh,
1: but yeah, so I'm quite surprised that this didn't happen sooner. Yeah, it's fair enough from a developer point of view, isn't it? Because, I mean, they get paid in dollars. So they've effectively been taking a, a reduced revenue from UK customers over the past few months. So it's only fair that it goes goes back up again to parity, I think. I had a quick check you know you can go into iTunes on your Mac and you can look at your account and then go into the um, recent purchases and then you can see all of your purchases and unlike on the iPad it it shows you um, all the prices you paid as well so I had a quick look for last year's purchases from my point of view and I, I spent about £80 on apps last year January to January so that's you know that's that would cost me about an extra 20 quid so it's not it's not really a big problem I don't think.
2: Yeah, I think I'm more concerned about the the, the pricing of the hardware um, you know, and yeah. the impact that, it, that it's going to change. And I, I think the reason, I mean, I'm no financial expert, but I know, remember when Brexit was happening and uh, I was in lots of discussions with various people and sort of saying, oh, you know, it's, Apple's prices are going to shoot up soon. And um, people were sort of saying, well, actually, no, because sort of major companies use markets to, to hedge currency risk, et cetera. So <laughs> there's probably, you know, three or six months worth of, leeway before they have to adjust the prices and lo and behold here we are you know four or five months later and the prices are going up so those uh hedge funds etc have uh, done their job but they've got to put the prices up
1: yeah it makes it even more of an incentive now to buy those um those iTunes cards where you can get them at like twenty percent discount oh, from yeah. from WH Smith and other retailers. I mean, it's it's handy to get that kind of a discount for nothing, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yes, that's, if you can yeah. if you can catch
0: them when they appear, they're they're great. Just buy a few, store them up, Yep. keep them as gift. You know, gifts possible for you know if you get forget someone at the last minute, go no, I remembered all along. Mm-hmm. Here you are. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's a shame. It's a shame. It's something that, you know, was obviously going to come at some point. Like I say, the thing uh, just a, not annoys me, but just I, we were so good. Like, all over Christmas, we had the £3.99 a day movie thing, which I, I just bought so many movies over that December period where they were doing that deal every single day. Did hmm.
2: Anyone jump on that bandwagon when it was going on? Not, not me, to be honest, no. I still I still sort of resist Buying or renting movies. I'm the sort of Netflix person, to be honest. Don, do you know I've got almost 400 iTunes movies now? Really?
0: (laughs) <laughs> I uh, I remember we had this discussion once before when you was on, and we just said if Apple lowered their price, I know it's not really Apple, it's the, mm. the movie studios, but if they lowered their prices to something reasonable, I, I, would, I'll, I would obviously go and buy a lot more. Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, they did it. So I thought, what the hell? I might as well buy it to snap up these things. Now, the only thing that concerns me, of course, is that I don't actually own them. Yeah. So if the if the movie companies decide, well, oh, well, we're taking off, we're taking off. Guardians of the Galaxy, you can't have it anymore. I'm I'm a bit screwed because as long as unless I've got a local copy already downloaded, um, I won't no no longer have access to the, to that file. But then, that's the way it's always been. Like, when you buy a DVD, you
2: only own the DVD. You don't own the media that was on it. Can mm-hmm. they actually can they actually remove movies from iTunes? I didn't know that was if you actually yeah. if you've actually bought it through through iTunes. You've only bought the license right. to watch it for while it's available.
0: So right. yeah, that's, okay. that's, that's the only problem is moving forward into this digital realm is we are going to start running into that small factor. Uh, you know, like there was a classic case of that book, the um, 1984, ironically, I, I think mm, it was, yeah. where they just reached out and they sucked it off everyone's device because they didn't, they weren't allowed to sell it really. Well, that was Amazon, wasn't it? That was Amazon, yeah. Mm. But, uh, yeah, it's something we're going to have to watch out for moving forward. But uh, as long as you've got a local copy, there's nothing they can do about it, um, unless they do some weird thing with, uh, you know, uh, um, uh, digital, man- manage- digital management rights, DRM and stuff, or digital rights management, I should mm. say. Uh, there's not much they can do about it, unfortunately. But still, you got to keep up. you got to watch out for these things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, Also, you've got to watch out for, apparently Apple has anyway. A group of iPhone app purchasers have won the right to try and sue Apple. Suing Apple. Who does that nowadays? Come on. Over what they see as Apple's monopolisation of of the iPhone app market. Uh, This case has materialised several times since 2012, but has always been kicked back by lower courts. However, now a judge, William A. Fletcher has ruled that since iPhone users are buying apps from Apple directly and not for the developers, it gives these iPhone users the right to bring a legal challenge against Apple. Uh, (laughs) Good luck with that okay? (laughs) Bloody bloody American legal system. I mean... I see, how do you you guys feel? I mean, it's easy... I can see it's easy to look at both sides of this argument, but I
1: I prefer one side. But, Alan, Alan, what were your views when you... Well, I I struggle to understand what their angle is on this, because it seems that... The underlying assumption seems to be that because Apple has this so-called monopoly on apps only being available through its own app store, that that has somehow made prices higher. But, you know, every other article you read it talks about this race to the bottom and about how app prices are so low they're unsustainable for, for developers and no one can make a living from the app store anymore. Um, so how do they square those two things together? Because apps on the app store for iOS are, you know, as cheap as chips, aren't they, really? It's incredible the the quality of software you can get for such low prices. So, I don't know, maybe they're thinking that if a developer could offer it in the App Store and perhaps on their own website, maybe, that they wouldn't have to pay the 30% to Apple. So maybe they could offer it a little bit cheaper on their own website. But I don't know, that seems a bit tenuous to me. I just just don't see this this plethora of high-priced apps that Apple have created because of their monopolised App Store. I just don't see it. That was their argument. Their argument was, initially,
0: that the app prices are too high because Apple is charging their 30% Mm. on top of whatever the developers are asking for. But... So then it's, it's not a case of they want the stuff available elsewhere. In fact, the whole thing basically comes down to the, the lawyers involved want to pay out. Yeah. That's all they're interested yeah. in. They don't care about the individual users and stuff like this. They've just managed to get a group of people together who are saying, oh, yeah, I bought an iPhone back in the day, and I don't think it's fair that I couldn't buy Apple, uh, um, iPhone applications from anywhere else other than Apple. Hence, that means, but hang on, but it's not, it's. But I, the bit I don't understand is Apple are not; it's not a free service. Someone has to pay. Like Apple are taking all those files and keeping them all locally, yeah. and, and doing, dealing with all the finance, all all the burden of having to charge people and stuff like this. Now, yeah. some people might not consider it a big a big deal, but anything when it comes to finance is a pain in the butt. And also they're doing all the storage, all the um, all the you know, allowing it out around the world and various stores and this. They're doing all of that, mm-hmm. and they're taking thirty percent. I don't see what's wrong with that.
2: Don't I think also as well, it's, although it's, a, it's like a monopoly for the iPhone, there's no restrictions. If you're if you if you're an app developer and you have an app, you can develop for other platforms. You can put it on other people's app platforms. So, so it's not as though you're locked into Apple. Yeah. You know, obviously, there's the, the whole technical issues of porting um, applications around to different platforms, but you know that's not Apple's problem. If you want to put it on an Android phone, you can go ahead and put it on an Android phone, and you can you can sell it on the Android store. Um, you know, there's no there's no lock into the to the iPhone. And you know, as Carl said, I, I agree. The the thirty percent, although obviously they are making a profit, but a, a big portion of that, I would imagine goes to actually servicing the App Store and you know managing the. The millions and millions of app downloads that they have every day, and you know mm-hmm. the, the App Store itself. There's there's lots of reasons why they, they make this charge. So yeah, I don't know. Good luck to them, but I don't think they're going to get anywhere with it.
1: I, I've heard is, many developers on many podcasts as well comment that they they think that thirty percent charge is reasonable for all all the workload it takes off their own shoulders. I mean, all you got to do is com, you know compile your app and upload it, and that's it, isn't it? Apple handles everything else for you.
2: Yep, pretty yeah, much.
0: It's never, it's not often that I hear them complain about the cost. It's the fact that all the other restrictions that Apple puts on them in what they can and can't do with their particular apps. Yeah, like But that's not types. what the case is focusing on. So it's purely focusing on the money. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have heard of, on a few other podcasts that people have gone off on tangents and saying, well, you know, they should have the right to put whatever they want in apps and have that available elsewhere. I think, yeah, but that's not the point. That's not the, what the trust antitrust think suit is about. It's a sheer amount about for Apple have taken thirty percent. Hence, my app was thirty percent more expensive than I should have been paying for it. But then, but what? It's not, I mean, if the if the if the developer, I'm stuttering here. What's going on? If the developer had to pay for all that, you know, storage and everywhere and distribution and finance, it probably cost more anyway. Yeah. So it would probably cost more than the thirty percent Apple take. I would imagine. I mean, I don't know. I mean, the person that we, you know, I mean, Don, you've obviously got applications and stuff that you do mm-hmm. through through Apple. I mean, would do? Do you find it, Ben? Uh, actually, you probably do your finances somewhere else, don't you? But um, did you ever have an app inside
2: the App Store that? Oh yeah. Cost- yeah. Well, I, I had uh, several apps. I mean, I, I mean. Um, the the issues I had getting my apps into the App Store is a whole different story because that was horrendous. <laughs> Eventually we got it resolved, but you know it was it was like six months of um, pretty much a nightmare really. So you know if, if anyone's going to be against the App Store, it's probably myself with the the tales I could tell. But now that that's, that's all resolved, you know it it is a really easy way to actually um, not so much promote because I don't think it's it's very difficult. To, there's the whole issue of visibility within the App Store because there are so many apps and if you can get on the you know the front page or in those sort of banner ads at the top that's great but very very few people actually manage to achieve that mm. but the actual mechanism of of getting your app in front of people uh, as long as they know that it's there is is so simple using the app store that you know it's it's worth the 30% as far as i'm concerned and again they deal with all the vat you know the global issues of vat in different countries and, yeah. and the different pricing in different countries you um, just basically tick all the check boxes, don't you? Yeah, that's a, Sorted yeah.
1: Sorted all handled
2: out for me, Apple. Yeah, yeah, that's all handled, and they they just sort of cut you a check at the end of the month, and and there you go. So it's 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 a nice simple thing for for developers. I, I do understand why people get a bit upset about it, especially if you're used to selling your own uh, software. But again, I suppose you are restricted. It's different on the Mac. You you can actually sell your own software on your own website, but you have to go through the App Store on iOS. But again, it, it's it's a it's a, a way of protecting you as well. I think. Mm. You know, I, I feel more confident about downloading apps from the App Store uh, on my iPhone than I would downloading, and installing an app from a third-party website. Yeah, exactly. You know, at least they do validate it and check it, and uh, it's very rare that anything um, you know, malicious comes through.
1: And when you get a new device, or you know, you upgrade, or or maybe you you back up and then restore, it's so simple, isn't it, to go oh, back into the store? Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> just to re-download all the apps you've already bought. It's so simple.
0: So, so let's look ahead to a possible alternative future. <laughs> or it might be the real future, we never know. Uh, the courts decide to rule against Apple, and they suddenly have to turn off the feature where you can only get apps from from Apple and the App Store. Suddenly, all these different uh, stores open up all over the internet. Are you going to trust them? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> is it, is it, will
2: that ever happen?
0: I, 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 I don't... I, well, it happens on some, like... Um, uh, Android devices, of course, but you have to do it yourself. You have to turn yeah. off the safety protection protocols and stuff mm-hmm. like this. But I just, I just can't imagine. I see because the the smoking gun to me says, where is it in, in the actual piece? Uh, da, 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 what is it? It says it about alternative.
2: This is the oh that time. last line. Yeah, <laughs> the other alternative is for Apple to pay people damages for the higher than competitive prices they've had to pay historically because Apple <laughs> has utilised its monopoly. Kaching, give you thirty percent
1: back.
0: That is it. So you have to get all through the story to find out the true cause for why they're bringing this. Because I can't believe this is, you know, and it's not actually. I did go and find this is crazy of me. I did actually go and find that case, that case, and I started reading it. It was like twenty three pages, and it got so boring I couldn't bring myself to to read it all. But it's only like about eight people. Yeah, at least it starts off with about eight people bringing this case. So.
1: Probably all going get, to get about ten dollars back each, aren't they? <laughs>
0: yeah, m- mind you, the
1: lawyers will get millions. Yeah, I mean,
0: that's just crazy. I don't know.
1: I mean, on the Mac, you know, you you can get software installed from elsewhere, but you, you go, you tend to go to only trusted sources, don't you? So you might, you know, I've got no qualms with buying an app on the Mac direct from, say, the Omni Group or from um, Rogue Amoeba or you know, trusted developers that you know are yeah. kosher. Um, but I've never on the Mac been to some. Well, are there even other app stores on on the Mac? there's, there's a new one that's just come out. The, the
2: set app people have just. Developed, oh yeah. Um, a, a, a sort a subscription of in- service. Of, yeah, a subscription service with with sort of like an app store front end. And I think there was another one historically. I don't know if that's still going,
1: but that's that's an interesting development. Hmm. That ten dollars a month for for all the apps you could ever want, sort of thing, that's, download what you want. Use it,
2: what yeah, you want. I think there's that's, there's about sixty or seventy apps. I think in the first. Um, first selection but you can yeah download you know all of those apps if you want to and use them
1: hmm.
0: yeah i just i just i don't i don't know when it comes to my phone i just want it to work i don't want like the risk of malware getting on there i know there's a small chance of something getting on there now because someone apple doesn't catch it when it's going through
2: you know the assessment process but i don't you have know. To I wonder, never, yeah you have to wonder sorry. what the technical impacts would be though if they were forced to open it up, you know how how would they actually handle that?
0: Uh, well, I, I got to imagine they just would not support it anymore. Surely, i would just
2: say, "Okay, up to you, That's have a, fun." A big <laughs> switch, a big switch, secure mode and insecure mode. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. <laughs> kiss your
0: pants, kiss your butt goodbye, and <laughs> oh dear, because it would be a huge target. I mean, let's face it; it's a huge target now. It'd be an even bigger target if 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 like dodgy people could figure out how i mean you know all the stuff with nsa and scia and fbi and mm. god knows who else i mean oh yes please give us a store where we can put our own software in and like you put it willingly onto your phone that'll be fantastic mm, oh, scary 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 anyway we'll see how that goes i don't know when it's actually coming they've just like i say all they've done is run uh has, has have run one <laughs> the right to bring the case to court. So we'll see how far it gets. Oh dear. Uh, Apple has allegedly tried to several times to get TV and movie companies to come aboard with a possible streaming service, but have not appeared to make m- much luck as, as of today, for example. Uh, well, now it's reported that Apple has decided to throw its own hand into the ring of original content creation, with reports that Apple are planning on building a significant new business in original television shows and movies, according... Is the giveaway to people familiar with the matter. So, uh Apple are looking to take on Netflix and Amazon streaming. Um, okay. Uh I'd I'd be kind of shocked if they weren't looking at this at some point in the future. So um mm. I mean they've got the they've got iTunes and they've got the Apple TV. Makes perfect sense. They've got they? the wherewithal, they've got the cash. Have they? <laughs> I thought they'd been struggling. Everything I've read lately, Don, they should be struggling. Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> now, yeah, he's right, because um, like Netflix are doing really well. They they released their figures, recent figures, uh, just this week or last week, and they are absolutely – they're just doing gangbusters when it comes to their business, hmm. mainly due to their original content, things like House of Cards, Orange is the New Black, uh, Stranger Things, and, and, and countless other shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Amazon also, you know, doing really well with, um, with all the new shows they've got, like, uh, Man in a High Castle and, and Trans, Trans, what's it, Trans, I can't remember the name of the Trans one, but, uh, and Goliath and, and things like this, and Is it Mr. Robot as well? Mr. Well, did they actually do that or did they just bought that in? Oh,
1: did they? Ah, oh, sorry. Oh, I'm not sure.
0: But, uh, I mean, I mean, all these companies did was basically got, s- decided to throw their money behind these original productions. And, and it must be, if you're a producer, really tempting, rather than have to go for all the nonsense that seems to be American television mm. with all their rules and regulations and all the things that they have to do and all the, all the quotas they have to meet. If to actually, in the case of Netflix at least, they went in there and they said, we want to make this show called House of Cards. And, and basically Netflix turned around and said, sure, here's a here's 100 million or so, go away and give us two seasons. And that's it. Mm-hmm. And then they went away. No one's looking over their shoulder for every five minutes. And they come back with a fantastic TV series.
1: Mm. Um, I can't see why Apple also can't do that with all their, like I say, all their finances. Yeah. The good thing about this rumour is that most articles that talk about it seem to be saying that that these TV shows and movies are are just going to be bundled into the Apple Music service, Mm -hmm. which would be great, wouldn't it? I mean, it's great for 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 Apple to make that service more attractive and great for us because we get it for nothing, get it for free, what, what we're already paying similar yes, to um, the Amazon Prime kind of model isn't it where they just pung yeah. loads and loads of extra added value into that service all the time so it becomes a no-brainer in the end yeah cuz apple really need to uh, mentioned apple music
2: before you know but they they need a few more uh, things to get people interested in apple music cuz it's a, it's a big transition for them to move from the iTunes store for you know when people have been buying music for the last 10 years or so, uh, to move to a subscription service. You know, it's a, it's a big leap for a lot of people. Mm. And the more things they can offer within the Apple Music subscription or eventually, you know, the Apple iTunes subscription perhaps, rather than just music include video as well, um, you know, the more they can offer in, uh, the better. And they only need a couple of, you know, really top shows to, to bring people on board.
0: Yeah. So the only thing that does concern me is um, not so much Amazon, but definitely Netflix. And one of the reasons Netflix is so... Which it's just everywhere. It is literally anything you can buy that streams mu- uh, video to your TV. Netflix is on it. My TV's got Netflix on it. For God's sake, mm-hmm. I mean, but I, I don't see Apple will do that. Unfortunately, it'll be literally you have to buy an Apple device to see this stuff, as well as get the iTunes subscri- uh, the music subscription. Which I can't. Surely they're going to change that. I can't. Ca- if they're doing video as well, they can't carry
2: on. Apple music surely they well, they've got they've got that. um you can use Apple music on Android, can't you that's true yeah that's true. Um, and video as well you know it's if it if it does leverage more hardware sales all well and good, and I think that's probably you know what they're aiming for really then because their primary focus isn't because they've always been a hardware vendor primarily they want to sell you know the hardware and that's why they make this software and deliver these services to get people to buy the hardware. the hardware so yeah, I would doubt we'd, we'd see it sort of as pervasive as, as Netflix is. But again, if they can produce the you know the right content and have it sort of easily available on, on Apple devices, it's just another string to the bow to get people into the Apple ecosystem.
0: Do you reckon they go with a cheaper Apple TV device?
1: Mm, don't Maybe know, a better. better one, perhaps, but they, I they'll go cheaper.
0: Yeah. Well, it's, the, it's just the cost, isn't it? Like, I think the lowest one, the 32 gig one, is like 130 quid. Mm. And, you know, you're comparing that against, say, the Amazon stick, which
1: is like 30 quid, I think, off the top of my head. Yeah, I mean, th-
0: There's a bit of a gap there,
1: is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Well, I mean, the big differentiator was supposed to be, apart from all the media and all the entertainment stuff you can get on your Apple TV, was the it being an app platform as well, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, th- there's been talk recently of them being... Uh, increasing all of the various limitations that developers had, and in producing Apple TV apps. So maybe that is going to make it worth the extra cost going forward. Up to now, I agree. Really, it's um, although the user interface on the Apple TV is nice, I think it's still best in class. Um, the services you can get on it, you can still arguably get you know on on any number of other competing boxes. They all all sell in the thirty pound sort of range. So, mm-hmm. uh, if they want to make apps the differentiator, they really do need to. Um, to focus on that a bit more, I think, yes, I still think we haven't
2: seen the the ultimate version of the Apple TV I mean it still doesn't support four K TV at mm-hmm, the moment, no. which is crazy when you think about it um but so I think the whole the whole TV strategy hasn't sort of gone as they would have liked it to have gone, and I think they're still holding back on on that mm. side of things. But yeah, the the, the increases. Um, I know you've got it next on the thing to discuss anyway. But the you know the the changes to the Apple TV whereby they've increased the the limits of the the size uh, the file sizes from 200 meg to 4 gig. That's a fairly sizable increase. <laughs> yeah, it <is>. it's huge. <laughs> so that's going to be um, you know that might be for for gaming. Um, it might be for or, or sort of it might preempt the launch of a a, a bigger Apple TV. You know with 4K support. Um, but at least we might be able to, to actually start filling some of the storage that we've got on our 32 gig and, and 64 gig <laughs> Apple TVs. Yeah, yeah. I bought a 64 gig one. <laughs> I, said and, uh, I still don't
1: really understand why I did that.
2: <laughs> uh, so the story Don's referring to
0: is Apple have recently just dropped the, uh, the need to have the the siri controller interact with your application they've done away with that in the last ios uh, TVOS update and now they've also done away with the 200 meg limit for for downloading apps it's now been increased to 4 gig with an additional 20 gig well with 20 gig in the background just so you can store additional content and stuff like this uh, and they're hoping that this will draw in um more more verify various apps and games and stuff to the Apple TV platform. I think it's definitely a good start. Just getting rid of the, the need to have the Siri controller is was a fantastic start. And now I've started to see some games come out where it says you you require a controller to use mm. this game. Um I can understand why they did it initially because no one probably wanted to get open their brand new Apple TV box at home and then instantly find out they've got to go and spend another thirty, forty quid for a controller yeah. without feeling a bit ripped off. But, uh, like, now, now we know. A lot of people have developed it. They know what the, um, the download figures are, obviously, even if, they, even if they don't share them with us. Um, they know what popular apps. And probably these people have gone back to them and said, we need, we need a controller. Give us a controller. Give us, like, the style of an Xbox controller. Yeah. And it really does make a difference to some of these games, like, um, uh, like Real Racing 3, for example. Using the controller is infinitely better than yeah. when you're using it with a
1: Siri controller things like oh. um Oceanhorn as well I use that with the mm. Steel series controller and it's just so much it's like a different game completely really Um, also you talk about racing games i remember one of the worst user experiences i had when i first got my apple tv and started to download apps here left right and center was a racing game i can't remember the name now but it was one of those ones where you downloaded it you get all excited you hear a theme tune and a bit of fancy graphic and then you see a loading progress bar (laughs) (laughs) you wait for five minutes and then you see maybe you can do one lap and then you wait another one there's another progress bar so hopefully all that's now going to come down in this initial four gigabyte and it'll be so much better for the users like sort of console type experience where everything just works instantly. They do load bl- bl- blisteringly fast when you like decide to buy an
0: app and it goes. Digit- it virtually goes around a little circle straight away. Yeah. So now I'm, I'm great. Okay, that will take a bit longer, but I don't mind that because, mm. as you say, I'm not in the game, rare in the go. Yeah. So I'm quite looking forward to. I'm looking forward to what, I've, for example, um, I'd like EA Sports to bring out FIFA mm. on the Apple TV. And then allow us to play each other across Game Center. That's all I want. I don't want much. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, Game Center um, uh, implementation hasn't been done that well. I I don't think there's. I can't think of any games where you can play each other online. Is there? Don't know. I'm
2: not a big gamer myself, to be honest. Um, I've got a couple of games, but I'm the sort of person who tends to just look at a game and appreciate it and say and then forget about it <laughs> but, although i did buy a controller to see what that was like see what the controller experience was and it was much better than using the the siri remote
0: i did, i got the uh the nimbus one i still think yeah well, i'm not sure if that's still the best one but it was at the time yeah i think that's the one i got as well but, um it feels feels nice and solid it feels just like an xbox controller to tell you the truth mm-hmm. um it's it's great so now i play various racing games and and the uh jet ski game oh yeah it's night and day <laughs> and that's the thing so the, what the developers could do with the limitations they were forced to to endure so to speak previously it, it was astounding what they produced and now if they're allowed so much more additional space i can't wait to see what they produce um and i do think as you, as you said i think alan is is them this might be them getting things ready for the next release because they are have they'll definitely have to produce a 4k Mm -hmm. apple tv at some Mm -hmm. point and of course that will instantly mean well we need 4k content so we need new itunes content and stuff of course the only problem
2: is the price will go up (laughs) 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 unfortunately but uh i mean I've, i've I have to Toy. say, every time they've, they've released a new Apple TV, I always said, this is the year they're going to be 4K. We'll have a new iTunes store with 4K content, and it's, it's never happened. So hopefully next time, uh, this year, hopefully that I mean, it's it's got to happen. It's it's well overdue. Um, I mean, you've got Amazon, you know, you can get 4K content on Amazon, you can get 4K content on YouTube. Um, uh, Netflix has had 4K for, for ages. Mm. Um, but so, you know, they're, they're a little bit late to the party, but I suppose you could say putting my fanboy hat on apple will do it the right way you know <laughs> <laughs> and what will be the right way <laughs> i don't know they'll probably use some more advanced codecs and they, you make oh. the downloads a bit snappier um i don't know we'll have to see how they how they implement it
0: god yeah i didn't even think about the
2: size they've probably <laughs> they they've probably got um like when they did iBooks and they they came out with all those, you know, titles. They've they've probably got a team in Cupertino digitizing all old movies into, you know, eight K for the future.
1: <laughs> that's perhaps t-
2: perhaps that's toy. what it'll be. You know, an eight K iTunes store.
0: No, don't do that, don't <laughs> I just thought, always four hundred movies I've got. I'm suddenly going to look at some of them. And go, oh, crap!
2: I've got to buy them again. <laughs> yeah, mind you, the whole four K thing. It's a little bit. I mean, I've got a four K TV. I've had it for I think over twelve months now. Um, and it, although it's a, it's, I think it's a fifty five inch. You, you, to be honest, you can't tell the difference if you're if you sit at a normal distance away from it, you really need a huge TV to to get the full benefits of 4K. I mean, if I if I go and sit in front of it, say, three or four foot away, I can notice the difference immediately. But sitting, you know, 10 or 12 foot away from it on the couch, 1080p looks just as good as as, as 4K, uh, that distance on that size of screen. So 4K really, unless you get like 65 inch and above and, you know, sit within 10 foot or something, it's it's quite difficult to tell the difference.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, I don't know. I don't know, because I, I, I used to think like that as well. And then I got this 4K set. And obviously, all I've really got is content that streams to me. Mm-hmm. So it's things like Netflix and YouTube and, and Amazon. Uh, some of Amazon's ones don't look particularly great. I mean, it's, it's, it's all got HDR built into the, this telly, and, and hardly any of them take advantage of that at the moment. But there was that one, um, I'm not sure if you saw it when it came up a little while ago. Uh, BBC done a, a quick demo about their their 4k streaming oh yeah version that they're going to use mm-hmm. and that i just happened to have one of the tellies that that was compatible with oh, right and that looked absolutely stunning that was just one of those like, planet
1: earth type things wasn't it yeah mm. it was
0: just like a window it was it was the clearest thing i've ever seen mm-hmm. and in you know we got to remember the way some of the um like although a, the latest marvel um superhero movie may look spectacular on the screen they're very muted for some reason Marvel's when it comes to Marvel Cinema and all their movies they mute all the colours mm. yeah, it's weird mm. I don't know why they've decided to do this but, but they should take they on the, start... the colour palette of the comics or something like that so they're all kind it of might have been but like that. but it's but it's crazy. You've got all these like superheroes running around in these primary colors. They should just be boosting up the color range, mm-hmm. the color gamut, and making these things pop and and look amazing. I can understand why they don't want to do it with DC movies because that's all meant to be dark and moody and look. Superman's a moody character. What are you talking about? But <laughs> but you know with things like Hulk and Captain America and, and Iron Man, these these colors should pop. And 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 unfortunately, they've chosen a lot like a lot of other companies recently to 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 dull the colors. Rather than make them, you know, jump out of, which is the thing, obviously, that this this BBC Animal Planet type thing was doing. It was it wanted to show you the full range of the colour there, mm. and it made such a difference, such a difference. It was amazing. So there you go. Um, did you want to tackle this and finally piece? <laughs> I I don't know what to make of it. Clickbait title. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, always basically saying so it wasn't. So, look, right, so but the basically the piece is from Techno, Techno Buffalo. Um, I'm sure they are a fantastic company, rep, rep, you know, reputable and all this. And it's just a list of things that apparently the author saw at CES that makes him think that that apple is well microsoft is basically killing apple in every corner of innovation and he goes on to list things like laptops and stuff like this and he says samsung Lenovo, hp and all these other people are bringing out fantastic looking laptops and and and, and apple isn't okay uh and then he goes on to ar and vr and mr and says all these people are bringing out fantastic things like the oculus and the vive and and hololens and apple isn't <laughs> And then he goes on to home assistance, home assistance, like, and things like Cortano, Corto- Cortana sorry, and the Echo and various other ones, and Apple isn't. And he goes on to connected cars and how Microsoft are putting Azure in cars and things like this, and all these cars are going to be connected. All theory, of course. None of this stuff is actually taking place. It's all theory. Um, and so, obviously, Microsoft are innovating, mm-hmm. and Apple isn't, because they basically shut down their car department, apparently. And then, of course, it comes onto mobile, and it says how all the – because when HEC is going to go on to Qualcomm, and we're going to see Windows 10 come maybe come back onto Windows phones and stuff like this. So they're obviously killing it, and Apple isn't. What? (laughs) (laughs) And then he says the bit that – so after calling the piece, Microsoft is killing Apple in every corner. He then goes on the second from last paragraph to say, I haven't said Apple is dying. (laughs) <laughs> well, no. It just means that he's being killed, and I don't think it's ever hidden down that path. Apart from your headline, and apart yeah. from every other piece mm. in your piece, no, it's not.
2: <laughs> if you uh, if you
1: click on his name, the guy called Todd Hazelton or something like that, click on his name, you see all the, all the articles he's written for Techno Buffalo, and uh, you basically can classify them into. Windows based or Android Android based articles, and they're all incredibly positive. And then the occasional Apple article, which is really really negative. So. That's it. now, but I don't I don't want
0: to like I don't want to pick on the author or, or necessarily the publication. All I want to do is is they're all things that Apple, or sorry Microsoft, are presenting at CES, and all these other companies are presenting at CES. Anyone that's got to this stage and does not know that Apple shows nothing mm. until they think it's ready. It's it's just a waste of time. I mean, Apple are not going to let people know what they're working on. That's just not in their DNA. I never, you know, maybe back in the old days, it was. I have no idea because I came along much later. But I know Apple today will not show anything. They will not say, they will not even indicate. I mean, okay, Tim Cook said, oh, I'm very interested in AR. And that's it. Mm-hmm. so to to, to to look at these other industries these other people in industries and say well you know microsoft showed off the hololens three years ago yes <laughs> but you haven't shipped it yet God's sake, i mean i don't, I don't i've got no problem With people writing things derogatory about Apple and and stuff like that, if it's true, I mean, if you're just comparing all these people are doing these things, but Apple's not saying a word, so that means Apple's not doing anything,
2: it's just, I find a crazy argument. Yeah, I have to agree with Alan that the, the, the headline, you know, Microsoft is killing Apple in every corner, is it's total clickbait. And, and and I don't want to take away from Microsoft because I think they've done some fantastic things. Absolutely, uh, and, and they've they've really got their mojo back together uh, for the past couple of years, and they are doing some exciting stuff. But again, it's you know, it's, as as you say, it's the it's the old perception of um you know what will actually come to market and how will it come to market and uh, although they have delivered they've they've brought you know the sur- some of the services have, have been to market and they've had horrendous problems with chipsets and and various bits and pieces so you know, they're doing good stuff but it's, it's just silly to say that they're, they're trouncing apple in every corner because as you say we just don't know what apple are doing and we don't we're, we're sure that apple are working in all these areas but until they're ready to, to come to market and until they've um, you know, got products that they can deliver reliably and at scale and this is the important thing apple can't just release you know some some crappy little thing that they'd shove together in a re- research lab they've they've got to have a fully finished product that people want that's going to be reliable that they can produce at scale across the world and you know that's it's not an insignificant amount of effort to actually do that you know when you think about all the background logistics that go into um, not, not just creating the products, but you know, manufacturing them and distributing them and supporting them—it's a huge operation. And until until it's until it's right, um, they they just won't ship it. And I, sometimes, not so much to their credit, I think they should be a little bit more open on what they do. But you know, it's it's the way they've decided to run their business, and they want to keep everything as secret as possible. So you know, so be it.
0: Mm-hmm it's just it's just a infuri- few it's not infuriating i mean i don't care i don't care because i i can i know what well, i think i
2: trust apple still at this stage yeah, so i know is, though, yeah the problem is that we we know this but other yeah. people looking in um don't you know and they think yeah. oh oh so is, is that the end of apple then when it nothing could be further from the truth <laughs> yeah well, that's that's the annoying that's the thing.
0: thing yeah and, and the thing you say there about scout is obviously right i mean just just look at um, the watch for example everyone's everyone else's watch has fouled miserably uh, although we are getting the Android version two coming out apparently soon so that'll be interesting to see what they've done with that but um but it was just the fact that the sales figures everyone's saying Apple watch sales are disappointing but they're not for everybody else they will be astronomical it's only because like they always compare apple's watch sales to say the iPhone the ipad and those those figures are just stratospheric there's nothing that's ever going to touch them i don't think ever again Mm. um and they have to get this thing out globally it's not like um like amazon will bring out something for example and it will release it in the u.s that's it Mm. nowhere else gets it until you know eventually it goes to canada comes to the uk for example apple release globally all their stuff maybe slightly staggered sometimes but it goes out everywhere and just as you say,
1: the logistics involved in that is just astounding to me. I mean, there were articles like this one um, extolling the virtues of the Microsoft Band, weren't there, <laughs> a couple mm. of years back? And now that's just a dead, a dead, defunct product. Uh, I think the Apple Watch, in particular, is a is a real, certainly a best-in-class product, and it's it's got a real strong future, hasn't it? I really, really rate the Apple Watch, and it makes me go out every flipping night walking. Yes, <laughs>
0: mine's just nagged me to stand <laughs> again. <laughs> did you do it Have you learned if you just shake your arm you can get rid of that now it yeah it was honestly i was shaking my arm that was all i was doing so. right then so let's move on to um well let's give you some feedback. well it's not really feedback it's it's it's, it's a, so <laughs> here's a weird thing if you um want to listen to the my mac show the latest episode on the my mac show and you want to do some audio self-harming you'll be able to hear me sing somewhere on that episode so if if you ever wanted to hear me sing when well, i'm not drunk um head on over to the my mac show and and download their latest episode and have a listen and let me know what you think alan i think you you already heard this didn't you i
1: heard it this morning when i was on my walk and i i burnt a few more calories as my heart rate increased it was a, it's a phenomenon it's worth hearing dear god <laughs> oh what nice you say so anyway if you anyone wants to hear me make a fool of
0: myself just head on over to the my mac show um when you don't want to make hear me make a fool of myself on this show <laughs> uh reviews we've had a review this week thank you very much this is from nibs uk sent on the 18th of january 2017 uh, a bite of british apple news five stars great to hear the original gang back together a great bunch of guys with a mix of knowledge okay wit okay <laughs> an opinion that is always on my must listen list thank you very much nibs uk it's great to hear from you and and i'm glad you enjoyed the show uh the guys will be back again soon sometimes in the near future it's very tricky just to get them all back because they can only do it late and i have to go to bed early so it kind of messes me up the next day uh, which is not always good because i have to drive long distances <laughs> so mm-hmm. if i fall asleep at the wheel they get a bit upset at work not recommended That's- no, no. <laughs> um, if you'd like to send a review over to uh, through iTunes, we'd love to hear it from you and read it out. Just head on over to iTunes, search out Mac and Forth, submit a review and tap it out and we'd be, I'd love to read it out and, and, and share your thoughts on the show. If you want to help the show in another way, you can always head over to our Patreon page. Uh, the link is on the range website is also in the show description. Uh, if you'd like to send us a few dollars just to help us out to cover costs of producing the show, it'll be much appreciated. Uh, the reason I need some of this cash is because all the services i use as don discovered today one of the services that i now use to recall for the podcast and he was quite impressed by it very impressed <laughs> <laughs> but it does make things a lot easier and it's greatly appreciated uh two suggested uh donation limits over there two dollars and four dollars uh but you can put in anything you want if you so wish it'll be greatly appreciated and i think that's pretty much it for this show so because I don't do pics anymore, so it makes it a lot quicker. <laughs> so, uh, guys, where can we get hold of you? Uh, Alan,
1: where can we hold you, sir? Well, on Twitter as Storm Gorelli, all one word. Good stuff. Um,
0: when are you going to do that? Are you going to do any books, more books in the future? Any,
1: any no, uh, Not planned at the moment, no. I mean, uh, the, I discovered that when you write about software, you could write forever because you're constantly playing catch-up because the, the apps get released far quicker than you can update your books. So it's a it's a tricky thing, actually. <laughs> I'm sure Don doesn't know anything about that.
2: <laughs> no, tell me about it. <laughs> yeah, it's always it's always a problem, especially well, you know, as I do the screencast and then um, you think it's good for a, at least twelve months and you go back and they've, they've changed it. It's, it's a good opportunity to re-record bits anyway. But actually, Don, have you ever done it? And the
0: day you push the show, the next
2: day they've updated it. Oh yeah, yeah, oh. a couple of times. It's 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 ah, it's so frustrating. Yeah. Uh, Especially if you do it in – I tend these days not to do it in collaboration with the software vendors. Um, There was a time when I used to like do sort of sponsored screencasts and I'd be working with them to, you know – find out what the latest release was et cetera, and, and sort of coordinate it with with vendors but pretty much these days i do everything in in completely independently from the vendors so you know you just never know but that has happened to me and it's it's quite frustrating i mean obviously they they never really changed the the underlying um, concepts and infrastructure and you know it's so so it's not really spoiled but it's always nice to have the latest version if they've, they've made any changes or or if you miss out on any new features that's always a bit of a frustration but um i, I can i can follow up fairly quickly just to to bring things up to date
0: once you stop swearing
2: yeah <laughs> <laughs> Oh, good stuff. So where can we get hold of you, Don? Uh, well, you can find me over on, uh, well, my main website is Uh That's where I have my weekly video tutorials. Um, there's also an app as well. We were talking about apps before. There's an app called, uh, there's a members app for Screencast Online members whereby you can get access to all the shows as part of the membership. But there's also a new app called the SEO Showcase app, which, if you're not a member, allows you to go in and get some free content but also download individual episodes if you want to just buy you know one particular tutorial you can do that through the SEO showcase app. and my favorite one is the TV. Oh, the Apple TV app. yes, well, the showcase app is both uh, iOS and Apple TV and we also now have a um, an iOS and Apple TV members app as well. So it's great watching it on the apple TV it's uh, it's it's a it's a great platform for that
0: nice. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. Good stuff, um, and that's not all done, is there? Because you've gone off and done another podcast because you've turned vegan, yes. Don, don, don. Yeah, I and to celebrate, go on, sorry, sorry, to celebrate this, you went you, you produced a new podcast called the New Vegan Vegan Outlook podcast.
2: That's right, that's right. I actually did it last year, so it's had a bit of a hiatus, um, over Christmas because things got a bit busy over Christmas and. Um, it does take a little while to put these together, but I'll probably start it up again later on this month. But uh, yeah, basically I, I went vegan uh, probably about eight or nine months ago now. Um enjoying it. It's um, not as restrictive or as dramatic as people seem to think. So I just thought I'd help out because I, I know when I first started, I was looking for lots of information. Um, so I thought I'd just start that podcast to give other people who are considering it or, or even if they just want, don't want to go vegan, they just want to be a bit more healthy and be a bit more conscious of what they eat, um, have uh, concerns about the Environment, etc. You know, I just sort of give hints and tips on, on you know how to adopt some of the, uh, some of the ways of veganism.
0: Indeed, I was listening to the show today actually while I was out driving around, and it wasn't good for me because I was starving at the time. <laughs> and here you are describing all these lovely alternatives that I could be having, you know, rather than things like bacon and beef and pork and
2: and stuff like mm-hmm. this. And I'm thinking, my god, these sound good. <laughs> yeah, it's really strange because that's the first. Thing people ask, oh, you know, what do you eat? But there's so much stuff that's available. Um, It's 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 pretty mind blowing, really. In fact, since turning vegan, I've actually I'm I'm eating a a wider variety of foods than I ever thought possible. Um, So it's certainly not a restrictive uh, lifestyle or diet. It's uh, it's it's it can be quite the opposite. It's good, and
0: it starts the year, so once turns over new leaves, or say they do anyway. Yeah, there's, there's a say-
2: there's a good initiative actually, um, which I, I wasn't able to cover because it's as I say it's on hiatus. But there's a thing called Veganuary if people are interested, if they want to check that out. Which was uh, it was intended for the beginning of the month, but you can do it any time. And it's it's sort of just going uh, plant based or vegan for um, for January to see how you get on. And this year they've had over fifty thousand people sign up for it, so it's uh, definitely becoming more mainstream
0: yeah it's good if, you, if you're looking for alternative choices to for diets and things like this because i was pretty much the same as you don i'm up zero you know yo-yoing up and down on various weights and diets and and atkins and god knows what else mm. but yeah i'm definitely going to give it a try i mean you know as you say
2: you start small oh yeah you, yeah. you don't small have to go, go you know, big or, mm-hmm. yeah. don't have to turn overnight just just you know try a few different things
1: I definitely recommend Don's podcast because I'm I'm a sort of person that would never be motivated to research, you know, veganism. Uh, But listening to the podcast was great. I learned so much. My wife's a vegetarian and so Mm -hmm. I join her in lots of uh, vegetarian meals. But, um, yeah, I I really enjoyed that podcast. I look forward to its return at some point. Oh, good. Well, thanks for that, guys. I shall definitely...
2: Now that I'm not going on holiday next week, <laughs> <laughs> we I'm expect not, 20 episodes. No, yeah, <laughs> so I might get some rising going. Yeah, <laughs> good stuff. Good stuff.
0: Thank you very much, you two, for joining me. It's greatly appreciated. Uh, my name's Carl Mann. You can get hold of me on Twitter at Claudio One Zero One. You can get hold of the show at Mac and Forth. You can email the show at Mac and at gmail.com if you so wish. Uh, we've obviously got our Facebook page and our G Plus page. We all these links and all the ones for from the guests today from Don and Alan are all in the show description as well. So if you interested in any of these links or following them up just check through to the show description and they'll all be there and uh, normally i can get them working as well so that's nice <laughs> so until next time everybody stay safe and be nice to each other
1: bye bye
2: bye, bye.